Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight, like always, I am joined by the Spooky Movie Squad, and that group consists of Katie. Hi. Emma. Well, it's me. And Micah. Oh, sorry, I was doing my doll impersonation. (laughs) So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2014 American supernatural horror film, Annabelle. Before The Conjuring, there was Annabelle. Eh, I'm sorry, I guess. Hit that music. Take a seat and take a rest From behind the curtain A disconcerting nod It's time to listen To the Spooky Movie Squad (laughs) Happy Spookies everyone This is episode 288 Of this illustrious podcast And chapter one In our month of Doll horror movies I, I assume this was from the brain, I think, of the ladies of this podcast. Somebody said dolls. Thanks, it Emma. Was me. It was me. Yeah. And then the whole time we're watching this movie, she's like, why did I choose dolls? I hate creepy dolls. <laughs> that was kind of Katie's bag, too. She's like, yeah, there's a reason I didn't watch these movies. Correct. Yeah. So trying to think up movies, I mean, you have the obvious you know heavy hitters like child's play there are eight of them now and a show that is done two seasons and is very successful actually uh, you know it's eight eight movies one weird movie that's by itself and they're gonna make some more of the real timeline and but there's tons of movies from when i was younger there's one called dolly dearest and the cover is absolutely horrific and there's one from when I was younger, Pinocchio's Revenge. Yeah, we already already done a doll related one. That had Vern Troyer in it, running down the street. <laughs> but it it kind of hit us that oh shit, James Wan, the creator of the Insidious series of movies and The Conjuring, actually pulled from a real life haunted quotation mark doll and helped make the annabelle series so annabelle has done so he had his hand in both yes because literally i was watching this going like wow this looks like an insidious prequel i said the same shit (laughs) bro the second the second they showed like the dark thing i was like this is fucking insidious vibes yeah for real I, I literally was sitting there going like, wow, this is basically a prequel. Okay, I got it. Yep. Yes. So if at some point we will watch The Conjuring, it's it's a it's not that bad of a series. I haven't seen the newest one or the one before, but I have for sure seen one and two. They're pretty fun. And that follows, ooh, what are the name? Ed and Lorraine Warren and their journeys to be the best paranormal like activity investigators in the world now there are some people that say that they just kind of make up everything that they dealt with in their life probably kind of like the amityville horror house but they have dealt with lots of crazy things and so every conjuring movie is actually one of their investigations and so in the first conjuring movie just real quick there is a scene, it actually opens with Ed and Lorraine getting Annabelle the doll from two nurses and they tell them that like, hey, this doll like moves and stuff. And they're like, okay, we'll deal with it. And they lock it up. So that's the beginning of the first Conjuring movie and people were like, that's a creepy fucking doll. Like, I really want more of that. And they made so many more movies. And it's funny they there's a movie that came out in 2019 called Annabelle Comes Home, and it's not technically just an Annabelle movie, it is a conjuring and Annabelle movie because they just blur worlds. And so Annabelle gets free inside of the Warren's home, 
and all of the other demonic things that they store and hide gets free also. And Annabelle's in charge of all the bad things. So it's kind of like Goosebumps, but graphic <laughs> and not funny. So that's one of the newest movies. So they've learned that Annabelle is a moneymaker. Spoilers, Annabelle makes money. Lots of money. This whole series of movies make lots of money. Was was Annabelle an original or was it a remake of an older? Uh, no, this was the first thing I can see. But nice segue, Micah. Thank you. So the Annabelle doll is a real doll. And there were hauntings in the 70s. And two nurses were like really bothered by this doll. Apparently it moved around and they heard laughing and it frightened the shit out of them. So the Warrens put it into their occult museum in Connecticut. But then the museum closed. I was like, I'd love to see that place. Dude, Connecticut is kind of a scary place when you watch all these haunted movies. (laughs) Yeah, it's really odd. (laughs) So there are some religious studies professors. There's one at Texas State. Joseph Laycock, and he says that he dismisses a lot of the Warrens and all their adventures, and he says that this demonic doll trope probably came from Child's Play, Dolly Dearest, hey, that movie I brought up, and Twilight Zone, because there's an episode, which is one of my absolute favorite episodes of it, it's the 126th episode of Twilight Zone, but it's about Talkie Tina and her adventures and killing Kelly Savalas. Hey, The Simpsons, they made fun of that. <laughs> I was going to say, at this point, everything is either a Simpsons or a Twilight Zone. And everything Simpsons that was a Simpsons it. was a Twilight Zone. Yep. So it, time is a flat circle. Yes, it is. It's one of my favorite episodes, but it's legit. It It's about a doll, and it really hates the dad. It wants the dad dead. And it's a Ooh, really- Sorry, sweetie, let me get that for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Chrissy the Clown, and I don't like you. <laughs> I'm Crusty Clown, and I'm going to kill you. Eh, didn't even have to pull the string that time. <laughs> but there is another doll that happened even before that that apparently was the basis of haunted dolls. His name was Robert, and this doll is in Key West, Florida. And apparently this doll was manufactured in Germany in 1904, and this doll apparently moves giggles its face changes apparently and it moves other dolls around in the home so now it's in a museum somewhere but apparently this doll is the bad one and it's talkie tina that is a fucking absolute nope oh i see somebody just switched his evil switch on yeah (laughs) so there are a few dolls that were kind of based and so this professor in texas was like yeah the warren's probably just like used all of that that you know movies and shows and other dolls and just came up with annabelle fun fact the mom in the twilight zone episode her name was annabelle so there's a lot of evidence that they probably came up with this shit but there is a an annabelle doll and it's in a case fun fact it's a raggedy ann doll it's not the very horrific looking doll in this movie it looks very unassuming and it's almost worse that it's a Raggedy Ann because Raggedy Ann's are so fucking chill. Yeah. And like unassuming that and like soft and cuddly, you would not expect it to be something like that. Yeah. Because when I think of creepy dolls, I think of dolls that are porcelain have porcelain faces. I mean, Raggedy Ann was literally a rag doll, right? Yeah. It wasn't, it wasn't, didn't have anything to it. Cause I remember my mom had an original Raggedy Ann doll, and I grew up with a blanket that was Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy. Yeah. It's just a soft, squishy doll. Like it had yarn for hair and big ass button eyes. Like it was cheap because they made it during like the depression. Yeah. Like people were making them out of scraps, like of their clothes. Yeah. So that their kids would have something to play with. Yeah. You would think that would make it better. But I guess if I had that doll somewhere and it was just in the hallway and I thought I heard laughing in the middle of the night. Yeah, that would that'd be worse, I guess. Uh yeah, it's terrible. Well, see, I, my suspicion for that wouldn't ever go like, wouldn't go to the Raggedy Ann doll. I guess if that's if the Raggedy Ann's the only doll I got, then sure. But like, 
in this movie, this bitch had like 87 dolls in her goddamn room. Yeah. So like, who knows which one it's going to be, but they were all fucking porcelain face. So, you know, it's one of those porcelain face bitches. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She had an unusual large obsession with dolls. Yeah. And, and like death that. trap of a crib looking thing that, that they had. Wire Infant. Crib. That was a yeah, hard that, note. that thing looked like a steel metal death trap. Well, I mean, it, it was the 60s. So the the. It was the cradle made it sense. It was a literal steel metal death trap. The cradle made sense for the time period, but the um 800 porcelain face dolls did not make sense for an infant. Yeah, it's weird. So for the uninitiated, Annabelle is a spinoff of The Conjuring, and it is a story of new parents dealing with a demonically possessed doll or maybe a conduit to a demon an evil doll and its adventures in trying to obtain something in the house uh it's if you've seen insidious you've seen a conjuring you it's this movie is right up your alley so katie what did you think about annabelle it had some creepy parts and most of them were not really from the doll like the doll was creepy to look at but there were so many opportunities like missed opportunities for scares with the doll that they just didn't put in that were it was honestly disappointing um while watching it there they would like pan at the doll and it would just like sit on the doll for 30 seconds and the doll would just like it wouldn't make like a giggle. There would be no sound. It would just be staring at the doll. The doll wouldn't blink. The doll didn't move. It was just like, well, okay, like <laughs> whatever. Um, so like the doll aspect of this movie, which is like kind of the whole point was disappointing to say the least, but the rest of the story about how the doll became possessed and what is currently in the doll, that was interesting as fuck. And like when it started getting darker, like the darker part of the story and what was really in the doll and what it was really trying to do, like that was pretty fucking cool. Uh, more so than most other doll movies that I have seen. So that was cool. Micah. It just reminded me of other movies. So it was okay. It was very choppy. Boy, howdy, the time skips in this movie didn't make much sense because it was like, well, why was there so much time in between some of these incidences without incident? It was like the demon just was kind of like off doing other things and then was like, oh, yeah, I should probably jump back in and scare this bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I have a reservation. I can't cancel it. This movie felt like it would have been better as a found footage film obviously with it the the time period wouldn't have made much sense but it definitely was like it gave off like those old early 2000s scary movie shows like otis was saying there was one on mtv called fear yeah Uh, i know the current one is ghost adventures but there was another one that was like like on abc family or something and you'd you'd have to like stay in a castle in scotland for like a night and I forget giggity ghosted. Uh, <laughs> I can't I can't remember the name of the show. I'll have to look it up. But um, it was all these like there were points in time. And of course, being the early 2000s, we were all young enough to just totally believe in it. They were it was like the right time to have some ghost shows. <laughs> it was like right before everybody like the Internet was mainstream and all that kind of stuff. So you just like and and then it was super great because you'd go on some of those old websites that talked about scary stories and haunted places and they were the most jank ass websites that had like one page with like links of pictures with like superimposed ghost images on it it was like (laughs) here's a civil war image of all these this battalion of civil war soldiers and oh if you look closely you can look under the chairs and see the face of civil war veterans that that died in battle and stuff like that it was like ooh, spooky (laughs) (laughs) and now because of mainstream internet nothing nothing has much mystery and nothing is scary anymore except for real life things yeah and we have to worry about bills but anyway no the movie the movie was fine i did not have any problems with it it was it was well done it just the, the the worst thing about it was that it was just so jumpy and skippy and 
the time jumps didn't make a whole lot of sense to the story and the the one thing i'm wondering is the the backstory to the beginning of the movie like why the demon possessed this particular thing that spread from something else it was the conjuring <laughs> uh, but other than that and, and like i said i've never seen these movies so this is a first watch i'm i'm sure maybe they explain it in the other annabelle movies but watching uh, this movie for sure just it was, it was a good movie i i liked it how about you Emma? well i do not like dolls i i don't like dolls at all <laughs> Like my grandmother gave me a porcelain doll one time and I was like, that shit needs to just not be anywhere near me. <laughs> um, no, the doll was creepy as hell. Like when the guy opened the box, I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her face? Yep. But it, like you said, Katie, there were some really creepy moments, but not very many of them had to do with the doll. Um the storyline was good but it <laughs> it had me nervous as fuck being a parent of an infant right now that i was sitting there like oh no i mean it was good it got me a few times so we'll we'll give it an a rating it's always fun to see different levels of scary and how that can work with people that aren't that big and scary and james wan i i've seen tons of movie by movies by this guy and it's ridiculous because you know he helped create saw and then he went and did insidious and the conjuring and he's done all these these movies and he i feel he knows the right way to make these gateway horror movies for people. If you want to find a solid scary movie for someone that's not that big in the scary, these movies, this is where it's at. And you can tell that this is where it's at because they make hundreds of millions of dollars for such cheap budget spoilers on this movie. These movies cost nothing to make and they instantly make their money in probably one night. They are instantly good to make three four more of these if they keep it cheap it's awesome to see that and it makes me happy now sure we get a movie and it's one of my seven words but i'm gonna work it out a different way but there's a lot a lot of anticipation things that i expect to happen and then they don't like katie said the doll will just sit and just sit and i'm like oh yeah here it comes the thing it's going to move or blink or just move just a little bit you know something's going to happen then it doesn't and i was like mm. disappointment but that moment like at the very end yeah that i needed it to just like cock its head for two seconds yeah but then, I, need, I just wanted it to blink yep but then i realized that's not really for me it's it's for the people that like that are just absolutely terrified and they just I don't know it like it made it makes me mad but then it makes me smile because it's so fucking good this movie it does just about everything just right now I have some reservations to it but all in all movie's fucking great uh it, it, it it's cool I like insidious and so that series makes me smile I need to get into this series a little bit more and and also to throw back make sure you go back if you haven't listened to them we did episodes on insidious because and we loved them so yeah if you want some some good quality content make sure you go back and listen to those yeah but this movie like i said a lot of anticipation but if you're not expecting stuff if you're just enjoying the ride this is a fucking terrifying movie and it's funny james wan he didn't direct this one or write it, he produced it because you know he gets a story going and he's like, I'll see you guys later. I'll just be back for the check. But he did do one scene he directed, and that was the elevator scene, which I think is probably one of the best scenes in this movie. And you could tell it was just a different level of scary. Oh man, that's that's my favorite scene. 
but yeah i thumbs up man check this out it's really really good and the second annabelle movie it it's a prequel of this prequel and it and it actually explains a, a lot better why this doll is so fucked up and then the third one's like it's still doing bad stuff it's still doing hood rat things with its friends so but uh i think they're make they come up with another one and I think they're making another Nun movie because that one did really good too. Like Conjuring series, there's like eight movies in its world right now. And they're combining all of them. So I guess they're going to make some Avengers style scary movie thing. I don't know what they're going to do. Hell, I don't know. <laughs> so we'll get through the story. Uh, the story, it's pretty simple, honestly. Um, the devil with this movie, devil is in the details. And there are a lot of things just in the background. And so my review will not give this movie any justice. It is very much the story I'm talking about. But when you watch it, keep your eyes open because there will always be something just somewhere in the background. You're like, oh, shit. You see that person just standing in and like the fucking curtains like, wait, where? Oh, it's gone now. But there was a person there. Whoa, that was a little kid ran by full of stuff like that. I was going to say it kind of was like that three men and a baby. If you don't know that three men and a baby thing, there's like a scene where it pans by and in the background, there's a kid just like in the curtains and people made up all these big stories about how, um, because it was like this old building, like this, this old high rise building that they filmed it in, in New York or something. And there's all these stories about some little boy who died in an accident there or something. And everybody was like, Oh my God, it's that little boy's ghost. And it's cool because I actually, back when, when we first heard it on the early internet, you go back and we had the VHS for it. So you go back and watch it. And there he was, he was on there. I remember pausing it on that scene going like, <gasps> ghost boy <laughs> oh, i love it that, ah, that stuff like that man it just sets movies up i love it so we meet up with john and mia hey those names sound familiar yeah it's the name of the actual actors from rosemary's baby so mia farrow and john i'm gonna fuck your name up sir casavetis those are the main characters of Rosemary's Baby. A story that kind of follows this one. So uh, the wife, she encounters all of the bad stuff and the husband's always just somewhere else. So, But John, he is a doctor and Mia, she is expecting a child. And so they get themselves a new fancy house. Hooray! And their next door neighbors, uh, the Higgins. And it seems like this is going to be a very nice life for them. End of the movie. But <laughs> as they are watching TV, they they actually see a report about Helter Skelter was the thing that he was ready for. Yeah, it's Charles Manson's cult. Yeah, I think they're just called the family. Yeah, that sounds right. And so we get a little bit of info about them on the TV. And it's funny because they were at that same ranch, Spawn Ranch, just like in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, I thought that was really funny to hear. So we see that uh, there are some very crazy people out in this world. And John, he is not one of the one of the people that likes to lock their doors. And I think that's weird. But it was the 1960s. Yes. Back in the day, that was a kind of a thing you, you didn't have to worry about. People didn't just come in and try to attack you we'll see if that happens tonight so before nighttime and death happens we see that john gives his wife a rare vintage porcelain doll as a gift for their first child and mia is super duper excited and she puts this doll up in the baby's room and the doll is like three times as big as any other doll she has it's gigantic i think it's fucking big and she props it up now, I don't understand why it's so beautiful to her because the thing looks horrifying. Um, if you just Google a picture of just the Annabelle movies, it's usually the doll's face on the screen. The thing is really fucking terrifying. It didn't man. look so bad when it started, when it wasn't beat up. Like, it was not 
awful. But I think the reason she wanted it was because she had one when she was a kid and she like lost it or like, you know, grew out of it and it, it was like got donated or something. And then she didn't have one and she wanted, it was important to her that her favorite doll growing up, like her daughter would also get the same doll. And like Katie said, as the movie progressed, so did the dolls like, I don't know, beat up horrificness. Oh, it just got worse and, the, and scarier like really really scarier which kind of made sense for the movie so i'm glad they did that because as much as i was complaining about the time jumps some of those time jumps were pretty extensive including yeah. you know a big move in it inward from the coast or whatever and uh you know the baby got older before our eyes like really quick and so it was nice to see like the doll was like i don't know degrading almost like the only thing keeping that doll alive was the demon behind it like <laughs> The evil, yeah, evil doll. <laughs> so that night, we actually see, from the point of view of John and Mia's house, we see a home invasion. And boy, howdy, that shit's really scary to see. And the Higgins next door are getting stabbed up real, real good. And then the lights cut out, and Mia hears some weird shit, and she tells John that, like, they might need to call the cops. Like, I heard a scream. John, John's a big, big boy, and he grabs a bat. No, he does not grab a bat. He heads over next door to see what the what what the commotion's about. Uh, He's like, "Don't call the police yet. You think you heard a scream? You we you were asleep. You don't know if you actually heard a scream. It might have just been like your imagination. So let me go over there and check it out before we alert the cops and whatever." And I was like, "No, immediately, I'm fucking calling the cops." Yeah immediately yeah so we see john heads into the house and then comes out maybe eh, maybe two minutes later covered in blood and he's like it's not my blood call the cops mia runs bitch i said that already yeah mia runs inside and she gets on the phone and then this is where it starts the another one of my seven words where the where's waldo game starts in this movie and the camera loves to just put the character in the middle and then shift them to one of the sides, saying, hey, you're going to see some shit in the background real soon. And we see a woman in a white dress just scoot on by and kind of glance over at Mia while she's on the phone with her back turned. And so she calls the cops and says, hey, it's, uh, you got to get over here. There's, some, there's blood everywhere. We need help. Gives her a dress. And then Mia goes to grab a robe to, I don't know, just be a little warmer and the woman heads into the baby's future room and grabs the doll and she's like i like your dolls and like uh oh and mia's talking to the crazy lady and behind her the crazy man comes out of the closet was just hiding in there probably waiting on them to go back to bed and hopefully if they didn't see the dead buddies they could just jump them while they were asleep so Mia gets put into like a one-armed like neck, like a rear choke, and then stabbed in the side, kind of in her stomach, and she goes down. Now the sound kind of goes out, and it's like a, like a shell shock situation. John runs into the room, and he is a big, big boy. And he starts fighting the killer. Good for him. Uh, he finally gets hit in the back of his knee, and he goes down, and he starts getting hit. Hooray, the cops appear, and they're not shitty, useless cops like in every other scary movie. And the guy gets shot, and he goes like down. Like 80, 80 times. Yeah. That that cop unloaded his whole clip in that fucking dude's chest. Yeah, it was awesome. And then the female killer, she heads back into the baby's room and locks the door. The other cop kicks the door in, and we see that she is dead, and her throat is slit. And she's holding the doll. And you see some of the blood drop into the doll's head. And the blood kind of goes into the eye. This was a pretty solid fucking cold opening to a movie, by the way. This is a way to start a movie. Yeah. It was really, really good. Man. So the news, they identify the bad guys as Higgins, their daughter. So their daughter had a lot of issues and she ran away to join a cult. Oh, no. <laughs> I wonder what cult it is. 
and she came back real stabby. And I guess the game plan was just to kill the, the family, the Higgins. And then I guess when John came over, they were like, well, gotta kill them too. They kind of saw what we were doing. We were just going to, I don't know if it was going to be just an in and out situation, but oh, well, we got to stab two more people. Doesn't seem like it was that hard to us. But then they got snatched up. So hooray. Now, Mia heads to the hospital and the baby isn't in trouble. That's great. She needs to relax some and she's bed rest for now on. No more crazy shit. No more getting stabbed, Mia, you know, because that's your fault, apparently. And so following days after the attack, John gets the whole home scrubbed down twice and everything looks great. And she's actually not the biggest fan of the doll at this point in the movie. And she, it's still up, I believe. But a series of paranormal activities, the weird moments start. And like I said, this is the part, this is where it starts. The whole where's Waldo situation. And so one night, John and Mia were going to watch a movie. And John put up some, what, Jiffy Pop? Is that that type of popcorn where you put it on the the stovetop on the heat yeah yeah it and it's like yes jiffy pop yeah yeah and it pops into a gigantic ball uh the first scary movie they make fun of this because Dr- the drew barrymore character was making popcorn like that but then the bag just got gigantic and just kept shaking so he leaves it there and he's like well we'll make popcorn another night which is really dumb but you know i guess he didn't think he was in a haunted house so the next yeah because why believe your wife yeah, so the next day, Mia is watching TV and just relaxing. Oh, she's sewing. Jesus. In her room, because she's bed resting. Yes, and so we get a lot of scenes of her fingers getting really close to the sewing needles on this her machine. Shit, that was the worst fucking part of this movie, was her just, like, being distracted as fuck while also having her fingers right next to the arm of her sewing machine. Like, bitch, stop what you're doing. Like, what are you why yeah it was very like skin crawl there's a lot of little things they add to the movie and it's like dang this is it's getting me and that's that's the way you do a scary movie so while she's busy and she starts you know hearing stuff the popcorn all the heats on the stovetop turn on and they're on high blast and the popcorn starts popping and then she actually stabs the shit out of her finger and while she's cleaning it the popcorn is done popping, but it's still on the heat and it catches on fire. So she comes to the kitchen and that bad boy is just engulfed in flame. So she is heading toward the door to get the fuck out. She falls and then something grabs her and drags her back into the house a little bit. And she's trying to fight away from it. And then thankfully, neighbors see that the home is smoking and they grab her out. So I guess it's another hospital that John does not work at or somewhere else. But John comes in and hooray. No, it's the one he works at, but he was at a conference, remember? Oh, okay. he, he left to go to a conference. Okay, I thought he was just at work. A conference in like Sacramento or something like far away. He had to like fly somewhere and he was only going to be gone for a couple of days. So it wasn't going to be a problem. But then it was a fucking problem because haunted houses. Yeah. So their baby baby leah is born and she's healthy hooray and mia tells john that i can't be in that house it's it's not good it's not a good place and he's like you don't have to be baby we just got in that house but we're moving so they rent an apartment a gigantic apartment in pasadena and so john tosses the doll away after all of this and it in the trash can while they're moving. Yes. And then out of nowhere, the doll is in one of the boxes for moving. And so they pull it out. And at this point, Mia says. It's been like six months. Yeah. And Mia's like, hey, I need to kind of get over it. Be stronger. You know, I can't just live in fear. Put the doll back up. And at this point, the doll looks way worse. And it's not it's, clean. It was in the trash. can. Yeah. And so the doll is back in the house. No, absolutely not. And I saw, you know, that you threw that shit away and now it's back. 
absolutely the fuck not i'm burning that bitch yeah we stomping that fucking porcelain face out we're burning that bitch yeah so at this point mia gets haunted the fuck out of every time her husband is at work uh this movie there are tons of scenes she meets kids that live in other apartments in the in the building and then she gets to see some of their drawings when they are not there and there's a drawing of a garbage truck getting closer and closer to the baby and the stroller and then the stroller gets destroyed by this garbage truck she's like that's fucked up uh john's not that worried about it he's like yeah i mean it's it's bad but you know all i could think of is uh that segue in in uh the office where <laughs> Dwight Why takes the the really stroller. super expensive stroller and is like, "Oh no, my baby! No stroller's worth that much. If it was worth that much, it would withstand all this." And he's <laughs> he takes it, throws it in front of a car, goes, "Oh no, my baby!" And he's like, he's like throwing it over a fence and just like like doing all these dumb things to test how good it is. The and then and then he comes back. He's like, "Yeah, that's a pretty good stroller." <laughs> <laughs> Oh no, my baby. <laughs> so she meets up with Evelyn. So she is a fellow apartment tenant. That's a better word. <laughs> and she owns a bookshop. And she seems to be very nice, but hiding a a very sad past. You know, like every character that you meet in a sh- in a movie like this. And every person you've ever met in your life. Yeah, everyone's got something dark that they have just holding back. (laughs) Mia, I think around this point is where the elevator scene happens. Now, if you have played Silent Hill, I believe it's in the second second game. There's a scene where you get on the elevator and you have to jump different floors to figure out a puzzle. But every time you get in the elevator, you're like, oh, I'm on the first floor. I got to get to the fifth. It stops on every floor and opens and closes. And the way your character's positioned, you can see the door open and it sits for a couple of seconds and it slowly closes. It gets to one of the floors, it opens and then it slowly closes and it opens back up and you see something running towards you. And you're like, Jesus Christ. And then it closes real quick. And you're like, <sighs> and then after that, every time it opens, you think it's going to happen again, but it doesn't. Uh, it's in a It's a beautiful scene of anticipation and Mia just like, I want to get the fuck off this elevator, but I don't want to run into the darkness because I saw something weird moving the baby stroller and it looked really tall and had really long fingers and boy, howdy, I don't want to go that direction toward it. Uh, Mia's going through it. Uh, Another one of my seven words, where's the fucking baby when this happens? But it's somewhere. Um, It's very much like video games where cutscenes, where if you have some weird character behind you, they're not there, but they are there. But the game's not prepared to have them in the scene. So it's like, well, it's, this is like combination. The 60s were a wild time where people were like lax as fuck in their child care. And then also this is like movie issue, like general movie continuity. Like, OK, she would have the baby with her all the time, but also babies cannot work like in movies for very long like they can only be on set for like an like two hours at a time so like to have that baby in the movie as much as it should have been if mia was watching her baby like keeping her baby with her when she was fucking going you know down into the fucking basement seven floors away from your child like you know there would there would be problems yeah (laughs) it's it's weird but there are scenes where the baby's just not there. It's like, I hope it's safe. Yeah. I hope she cracked the window before she left the room. Really? That's what I'm saying. What they what they needed, what they lacked for a big chunk of this movie was a babysitter. Like she never had any of her or John's family like come and help watch the baby. There was never like a nanny or a friend. Like for a bit a good chunk of this movie, she just kept doing normal adult things. And forgetting that she had a baby, like just leaving it in its like, oh, it's sleeping. I'll go downstairs and have a smoke. Like what? Yeah, it was odd. Yeah. So around this time, Mia she gets more information about Annabelle and the the cult, and they were actually going to summon a 
a demon. That was their game plan. And so with the help of Evelyn, the the book owner, the bookstore owner that has a dark past, her her daughter passed away in a car accident that I believe she thinks it's her fault or kind of was her fault. Doesn't matter whose fault it was. Her daughter was lost and she carried a lot of guilt about it. Enough guilt to try to kill herself. So there were scars on her arm. So they find out that the cult, they practice like devil worship and they summoned or I guess Annabelle or Mia and John, the whole situation, the whole plan, it summoned a demon that is following the family after they moved because the, the demon wants to claim a soul. So they're like, oh no, the, the demon wants my baby. We gotta, we gotta stop the demon, you know? So around this point, Mia and Leah, they get to meet the demon, kind of. There's a scene where, and it's the one scene where the doll moves. Um, the doll is just in the front room, and then it stands up. And I was like, oh, shit, the doll's moving. And then it just kind of starts floating. And then Katie realized with the doll, there's an opening in the back of it. So it's like, oh, you can hold it a certain way, and you're not just gripping the body i noticed it like the very first time he pulls the doll out of the box like to hand it to her for the present and i immediately asked otis was like wait annabelle's a ventriloquist dummy why does it have a hole in the like in its back for like a hand to go and then you know an hour of the movie went by and i was like oh it was so that demon thing could hold it from the back and like make it look like it was floating yeah i get it (laughs) And so we get a kind of good look at the demon. Ed looks pretty crazy. Fun fact, it's actually the person that did the music for the movie. They dressed him up like a demon. So they saved money. It's the the music director of the movie. The demon from this looks a lot like um, Brendan Urie in his, um, a couple of the videos he did for Panic at the Disco. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he was a demon. I forgot they did a couple like that. So, me and John, they contact their priest at the church they are going to, Father Perez. He pops up in the Conjuring movies. Good for him. And so, uh, I think he may be in the first one at some point, because they always get a priest to, like, bless things for him. So, you're like, hey, he ain't gonna die. He'll get fucked up, but he won't die. So this priest has seen a lot of shit if he's in all of these movies. Yeah. It's too many things. I think they're like, maybe you're not good at your job. If (laughs) this demon keeps coming back, like, (laughs) yeah, well, I think in the nun movie, he's in it, but he's really young. Okay. So I think they're just, like I said, this world, big old circle, but father Perez tells them that there are demons and they attach themselves to inanimate objects to accomplish what they want. And he wants souls. So that's what the demon really wants. And it must be offered, you know, for a purpose. You know, it, hey, give me this and I'll leave you alone. You know, that seems to be the, the it's big It's got to be deal. like offered willingly. It yeah. can't be just stolen. It has to be offered willingly. Yeah. Give me that soul. No, nah, it's not a good soul if you take it. So apparently willingly also means forcibly by someone else. <laughs> yeah <laughs> like that's willingly like, enough i guess i can offer my soul or the demon can torture otis until i give in and give it my soul <laughs> hey it's still a choice at that point i guess yeah, forced hand bullshit so father perez he has no real stake in the game of exercising this doll he doesn't have the experience so Which he just, makes no sense yeah it's really weird but so he decides he's going to take it and he's going to get help from the Warrens. It'd been cool if they did pop up in the movie. They're like, we got this, you know, fold their arms. and like, we, we can take care of this. His original plan, too, was great. Like, he's like, I'm going to take this to the church and put it in a place so holy that the demon can't it can't do anything. It can't it won't be able to escape. It won't be able to do anything because it'll be in a church like sacred ground, hollowed ground. Yeah. So. Uh, after driving very not safe on the road, because everybody in a horror movie, no one drives safe. Everybody who ever drives in any movie, they yeah. always. <laughs> I fucking hate that. 
in TV shows and movies, they always like pan out and stare at the driver for like a stupid long time. And you're like, oh, fuck, these people are going to get in a crash and somebody's going to die. And then sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And I'm like, God damn it. Why are we wasting our time with this? Yeah. So he makes it to the church. Good for him. Before he can properly enter the church, uh, the demon, uh, it, it's like, hey, quit that shit. And he gets his ass kicked. Fucking drop kicked up yeah. out the door. And the dog gets snatched up. And so Father Perez is in the hospital. He got his ass whooped by this demon. <laughs> so the demon ain't killing. It's just like, you, you, you learned your lesson. Don't touch my doll, asshole. <laughs> it just walks up. And it's weird because it's like the demon, but also the ghost of the Annabelle girl from the cult. It's like sometimes it's it's the grown woman Annabelle. And sometimes it's the fucking full-on demon with horns and shit. Yeah. It's kind of a hodgepodge. Yeah. So Father Perez, he tells John when he comes to check on him that, hey, this demon's really powerful. And the demon doesn't really want the, the baby. Because the baby can't be like, yeah, take my soul, man. Uh, the babe, the, the demon wants Mia's soul because it's pure and it's nice and shit, you know. It hasn't been used that long, you know pre-owned soul but it's it's pretty pretty nice so evelyn is hanging out with mia the night this is the big night you know and the demon uses father perez's form but like turns around to the door i don't understand it like if micah came over but he had his back turned to the peephole like what are you doing out there i don't like that but uh, maybe walked backwards from his car i don't fucking get it and father perez gets into the house and snatches up like Evelyn gets kicked out of the the house, the apartment, and then Mia has to fight for Leah's, yeah, her life and Leah's life. And there are tons of misdirections and changes of the world around her. Uh, there's one scene where she thinks she actually gets the Annabelle doll and she's whipping the shit out of it, but then it might be her baby. Oh, she, like, that was so rough. She like throws the the Annabelle doll and it's like, oh, that's then, a real baby. And, and it's the like baby stops crying. I was super convinced that it was, especially when like the husband's face, he was like losing his shit. Yeah. I mean, as he should if his wife is trying to throw herself out the window. But I could have sworn that that doll was gonna be that baby. Yeah. Yeah. It's same. it's weird. But it wasn't the baby. It was another doll, one that laughs and it has a really good laugh. So Mia, she understands that the only way this will stop if the demon gets a soul and she is ready and willing to save her baby. And so she is opening the window and she's going to hop out of the apartment. John is like, don't do it. Don't do it. And Evelyn gets back into the home and Evelyn puts a team on her back and she hops out the window with the doll because Years ago, you know, that car accident that resulted in the death of her daughter, she, I, I, I suppose she's feeling that this will help atone her for this, that whole situation. Well, and she begged and begged and begged to know why, like, why her daughter died and not her. And then she had a vision, like, while in the hospital from her daughter, right, that uh, her daughter said it it's not your time you're meant to still be here or no when she because she like tried to commit suicide mm -hmm. and then she saw her daughter and her daughter was like you still have work to do here on earth just stick around mm -hmm. you'll know when it's your time yeah. and then of course saving this family and protecting this baby she was like oh this is what i meant to do let me sacrifice myself yeah. and save them so evelyn she hops out the window with the doll and they both hit the street and Evelyn's dead. And the doll is just like, oh, sweet. I got a soul. And we look back down and the doll's gone. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's every time fucking Michael or Jason or Freddy dies. He's like, oh, it's dead. Pan over here to the survivor. Wait a minute. Yeah. Where'd that body go? Yeah. So me and John, they never see anything or hear anything about the doll ever again. And Leah is, just was in the crib the whole time, just chilling. So six months later, we see that the doll is in an antique shop. So I guess somebody was walking by and saw a corpse and was like, hey, look at that perfectly nice doll. Doink. 
and that walked off with fucked it. Fucked up. I guess. I don't know. And a mom buys the doll as a gift for her daughter, Debbie, a nursing student. And so that's the same nursing student that gives the doll later to the Warrens. And so we get some fun facts that the doll is still safely stored away in the Warrens artifact room. And then we get like a good 30 to 45 second scene of just the doll chilling in the glass. And every, like you, just, you just expect something to move, but it doesn't. And that is Annabelle. So, Katie, what was your favorite character in Annabelle? I'm going to go with Evelyn. She she was amazing. The amazing Alfre Woodard is just like, give her all the awards. She was the only person like really of note in this um, entire cast. She was just this like chill old lady who owned a bookstore and she befriended this like a like seemingly single woman in a bookstore right because john was never around he's a fucking med student and you know she became that kind of grandmother nanny like situation that mia really needed for like the last third of the movie and their friendship was really sweet and nice and then in the end evelyn took one for the fucking team and saved the little family and that was fantastic micah i don't know i'm gonna go with the demon oh my god he was he was a pretty good scary guy i i I thought it was really well done because you spend the whole movie thinking that that doll is going to be the absolute just worst thing on the in the movie but they treated it like like a post-apocalyptic movie almost where it's like yeah there's there's zombies there but uh um it's mostly you fighting other humans you know so you're you're battling i'd say your inner demons but these inner demons made their way out (laughs) yeah but that 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 one scene where the the dolls in the window and it just gets taller and taller and then all of a sudden there's just that face behind it and it's like oh fuck you come on the scene in the basement was my favorite of probably of the whole movie when she's like trying to get in the elevator and then she goes to the fucking pram and like the demon's hand is there and then she's in the mm-hmm. elevator and she see, you can see the face from far away i was like oh my god that's oh when she gets so out good. of the elevator and she starts going for the stairs and she's just face to face with it just having that stare down and yeah. you're like what's he gonna do what's he gonna do and then all of a sudden it just shows it, it oh i have a good seven word synopsis for this but um yeah i think i think the demon was a really really good tension and really really good bad guy for this Emma. Evelyn, Katie already explained why, so I don't have to say it again. But <laughs> great. So my favorite thing of this movie was the background scare slash the elevator scene. And like I said, she hopped on the elevator to get away from the demon with the stroller and the door closed and it opened back up like someone pressed it like, nah, you're not done. And she sat there and it was like quiet and she's like, ah, I want to get out of here. She presses it again, closes, and it opens right back up. The third time, the lights go off in it. And so it's dark in there with her, and it's dark on the outside. And the only light she can see is the exit sign a good 10 steps out of the elevator. Uh, it felt no, It's a no from me, Bob. It, it felt great. The it, tension was insane. It was amazing. I it made me smile because I was like, "Shit, she's gonna, she's, she's got to do the chase," you know, you know. It, it, this, this is it, you know. Ah, it was really good. So, Katie, who's your least favorite character? Um, my least favorite character was the doll. I was disappointed at nearly every turn with this doll, mostly because the lore about the real annabelle doll is that it moves around and no one can fucking explain why it moves or how it moves and it just ends up in different parts of its fucking weird case that it's permanently in 
at random times and it is just like that's the whole thing it's a fucking doll that moves and yet in this movie we never see it move like i i understand that like mia and john and like like the characters in the movie are not meant to see it move they're meant to see like oh it started in one place now it's in another but as audience members we know that it's moving we know that there's a demon we know that there's like this annabelle cultist that has like put her soul into this fucking demon thing um but we never get to see it move like the end part like made me the most mad when they go to the fucking shop and it's like it's sitting in this glass case like to be protected and not to be fucked with because it it's like super haunted and like pan in on this bitch's face and it just pans it keeps panning in for like 45 seconds why didn't that doll blink that would have been the creepiest shit ever or like not even a full blink just one wink like you know those dolls that when you like lay them down they go to sleep one of those sad eye winks that's what this fucking doll needed (laughs) to be the most horrific shit i've ever seen in my life and it didn't have that, and I was mad the whole time. Micah. Uh, I'm going to fully agree with you on the doll uh, for much less expl- explanation, but I'm going to say something that you've said about previ- a previous character in a previous movie. Uh, this doll got the Aaliyah uh, treatment in <laughs> Queen of the Damned. Yep. It was all about the doll, but the doll did literally nothing except for yep. have bloody eyes. Yeah, like that was the the doll's biggest thing was that it just had bloody eyes. This was a doll hype train that went nowhere. <laughs> that went nowhere. So yes, uh, least favorite character for the Aaliyah treatment, Emma. <clears throat> Same. <laughs> so I put down the, not enough. A moving doll. <laughs> I, I want I wanted more and for a rated R movie. I, I actually had to check if it was rated R. If this was a rated R movie, it wasn't enough gore for me. The first 20 minutes, 30-ish minutes. There was a lot. That was great. And, and then and then it, it, it toned itself down a little bit. They're like, okay, you got the blood out of the way. Now time to do some psychological scary shit in the background scares and yeah. i was like i wanted somebody to get messed up gore wise it was actually interesting like after those first 20 minutes all the gore after that played like a like a crime drama like you never actually see the bad things happen really but you always see like oh alfrey Warder's on like laying on the cement and now there's a pool of blood like around her head or the priest got knocked the fuck out of that church and now there's a pool of blood like next to him it was just like pools of blood rather than like actual like stab wounds or weird like shit happening to people and that was odd so let's no that that was mine that was mine sorry yeah (laughs) <laughs> my bad i added on and then i confused yeah gone for a minute but he's back now yeah i thought that was yours i'm like fuck okay um so let's do seven word synopsis so i have a couple my first one is the baby just disappears in some scenes i forgot when it hit me i guess the elevator but then there was another scene she was just like walking i was like where the fuck is the baby and i was like okay i guess they didn't want to have to have a baby in a scene where she's running or something i'm like okay i get it but don't have a fucking baby if you don't want to have the baby everywhere. So the next one is love playing. Where's Waldo with these movies? So like the conjuring and insidious. It's always fun for me to be like, Oh shit. There's a person in that corner over there. Look at that. It's always a good feel. I love that stuff because I always catch it before Otis does. I've like (laughs) eagle eyed and he's like, I didn't even notice that one. (laughs) (laughs) My next one, lots of anticipation, but no release happening there wasn't and i guess there were some scenes that were really scary but just i i didn't feel for the build-up there wasn't enough like okay you guys get one I'm like yay and my last one that elevator scene was tense as shit like i said it I, I was just waiting on something to be on the other side of the elevator when it opened one of the times i was waiting on it so katie okay uh 
trust mom that something is wrong here john was a bitch trust your wife okay <laughs> shut up john stop fucking gaslighting me because <laughs> that's all he did this whole goddamn movie and then my last one not enough demon no haunted doll movement <laughs> <laughs> micah Movie based on early 2000s scary gif. Nice. All, all I could think of on this movie was the, that one old gif where it's like a car commercial and it's just like a car driving through the woods and, yep. and the nothing and it just kind of like pans out and out and out and just keeps going. It's like a minute long and this was back when everything was super short. It was just like a cheap little animation, you know, gifs weren't these you know you know now a gif you could Except put a whole like stock footage of a car yeah but like you could make a gif out of like a whole movie basically into a gif but back then it was just little, little kilobytes that you were using yeah and, uh and then it zooms out pans out pans out pans out as the car's getting farther and farther away and then all of a sudden it just this thing just pops up on screen and screams at you and that's how i kind of felt about this entire movie <laughs> Emma. Okay. Nursery decor idea. Shelves of murderous dolls. And then doll movie where doll doesn't do shit. And then my two alliteratives. Manifested maniacal marionette maliciously mentally mindfucks mom. Goddamn. And then demon doused doll dragged distraught dame down. Nice. So this film came out October 3rd, 2014. So what do you guys think the budget for this movie was, Katie? Um, I said $10 dues. Katie, Emma. get out of my head. <laughs> Katie fucking Katie. Okay, I'm going to go 10 plus $2 dues. Okay, 10 plus 2. Micah. I want to watch it all burn. Eleven dollar dues. Fuck it, Micah. <laughs> oh, Micah, I wish you wanted it to burn the other direction. <laughs> I wanted it, I, it should have let it burn up instead of burning down. Yeah. So the the budget was six point five dollar dues. God damn! Wow. Yeah. This I'm telling you, the they make them so cheap, and it just pays off for them. So, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? So my original number for this was $50 dues, but at the beginning you were like, it made hundreds, spoiler. And I was like, well, fuck. Uh, so I'm going to up it to $200 dues. Emma. 195 Okay. Micah. What'd you say? I said 195 Fuck, I was going to say 185 Oh, no. 210 <laughs> 210. Micah got it right this time. So the box office was $257 dues. God damn. No wonder they made like 85 of these. That tracks. This, like I said, the series, The Conjuring Universe, has made an absurd amount of money. So uh, that's why they just keep cracking them out because they do really good. Um, but no, there's there's tons of spinoffs that they're trying to think up and other ideas and stuff like that. You know, they'll, they'll work them out until it gets to the point where it's just not good anymore. That's just how you do it. But uh, they're doing really great right now. Um, let me see. As a whole, I'll tell you, all the movies that have come out. Oh, that's all the box office grosses. No, I'm going to save that. I'm, I'm going to save it. Oh, no, I'm not. So the worldwide box office for all of the Conjuring movies and the spinoffs, $2.1 billion. God damn. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight movies. They've made $2 billion. Wow. And they have, I want to say, two or three movies on the way. So they understand what they have. (laughs) And they understand what the fuck it can do. So we are going to get a lot more of this universe. Uh, It works. It's going to work until it doesn't work anymore, unfortunately. So 
Minority kill count. Evelyn. Yeah, because the priest lived. Yeah, and that was it. So the new number is 353 and a Tito turtle and a house and a plane full of vampires. So does anybody have anything else to say about Annabelle before we get out of here? It was good, but not for the doll. So if that's what you came for, you might be disappointed. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So if you have any other cool fun facts about dolls or demons, don't tell us. Don't, don't, I don't want to hear it. But you can hear us at Allentown We have an email that is AllentownPresents at gmail.com. We have a Facebook app. Allentown Presents. So this was episode 288 in the pocket, in the books, out of sight. So we have at least three more chapters in our month of dolls. We got some real new ones. Uh, spoilers, we're going to do Megan, y'all. I'm very excited to do Megan. Brand new one, got a quite old one. Yeah, we got some old ones, some new ones. Uh, it should be fun. Uh, I think I'm going to redact one of them and go for the newer version. Just to have something that we haven't seen. So, we'll see. But no, I'm very excited. So, the music you listen to right now, that is Flippin' the Combine. After Flippin' the CE Anywhere, we or you can find them studio pizzas thank you so much for the artwork so like i said i'm i'm very pumped about this month and we got some more really cool themes out there so like always thank you so much for listening and we'll be back next week with another doll movie bye guys bye stares intently Does the demon show up in the other movies? Uh, Question mark. Ish. There's always, there's always some other situation in them. All I want is more of the demon. Yeah. But at some point, we'll do that. Annabelle comes home. That's just a hodgepodge of scary shit. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Oh, okay. Bye.